This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Off and running on another beautiful Friday. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, and we are The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. We talk sports and sports gambling for the next hour. Get us always on the ESPN Chicago app, ESPN 1000, of course. Outside of baseball season every Friday night, every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Kind of a mixed bag. I didn't have a great week last week. Mike hit another one. But, uh, hey, we're going to try and do what we can to make everybody some money and entertain the masses as we always do, Mike. And there's uh, still plenty to talk about as we roll into Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final tonight. Baseball getting hot and heavy into the summer, so it is good to be with you as always, my friend. Oh, great to talk to you, Carmen. i got to tell everybody, you know what? Of course, Carmen's being too kind uh, to himself. He's always done well, but you know what? The Trout home run deal, I think, he was did a good hit. thing. He did hit. That's right, he did. So he <laughs> did hit that. You were 0-1. But basically, you did talk about the Trout yep. home run deal, where you you if you know he hits home runs against Seattle, there was a there was a prop bet on that. Yep. I go two and one. My big one was the bonus pick. Oh, yeah. You got to listen at one forty eight. The Cardinals got four runs. How about that? How about that, Mike? In the ninth inning. I mean, and finally, Jesse gave me some credit. Jesse Rogers. The next day. All right, all right, you got one. It was okay. amazing. Absolutely. So, and I, I had John Romper couch change, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out for him. And uh, you know, so Randy, uh, there was two guys out in front. It's funny, Randy isn't here because uh, these two guys, I guess, took the money line with Verlander at minus two fifty. Uh, and uh, the over eight and a half and strikeouts, and mm. they stopped me in front of the studio, and I, yeah, that's why you, you said, what's wrong? And they said, uh, there's going to be a new segment, whatever happened to Randy. Whatever happened to Randy. Exactly right. So, you know, we had a mixed bag. Things happened, but you know what? It's beautiful. It's good to be with you. Got a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, big time baseball, and I got to give a couple uh, uh, kudos. One to you, of course, who did call the fact, and I couldn't believe it was going to happen, that the golfers weren't suspended all right, for the yeah. U.S. Open. You did a great job at that uh, by, by just digging that out, saying it wasn't going to happen. Maybe we'll talk about uh, what I would do if I was the LIV Tour uh, in one of our segments. But also, uh, I want to apologize to Andrew Vaughn. I said if Andrew Vaughn is a third-best hitter on the White Sox, we're in trouble. Mm. I didn't know he'd be the third-best hitter in the American League. He's good, Mike. He can hit, oh, right? I mean, I've he been can watching hit. Him. Yeah. Hey, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. He can hit. He's a he's a. They they put up a comparison the other night, the last 162 mm. between uh, Guerrero Jr. and him. Mm, really? They're right there. No kidding. Wow. They are right there together. How about that? I didn't realize that. Absolutely. Jeez. That's pretty interesting. Yep. He's good. We'll talk plenty of White Sox. They, they can't dodge the injury thing. We'll get no. into some baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA draft was last night. I mean, it was a big night, and there was a big story at the beginning of the night. If you are a sports gambler, if you're interested in it, um, it, it goes to show how much in the world of social media now, how much influence guys like Adrian Wojnarowski can have. Um, guys with big followings that break a lot of news, that tweet something or put something on Instagram about this time. Mike and I are recording the show a little after 10 o'clock Friday morning. About this time on Thursday, Adrian Wojnarowski had tweeted something to the effect of, you know, it's looking like a guarantee. Jabari Smith won, Chad Holmgren two, Paolo Bancaro three. 
And the odds moved based on that to Jabari Smith being about a minus 900 favorite to go number one overall. We we now know, of course, he didn't go number one overall. Ben Caro did. And it's funny, like 15 minutes before the draft starts, Mike, Wojnarowski tweeted again. Or he didn't tweet it. I think he said it on their coverage as they started on ABC and ESPN last night. He had said, and I was at the Sox game last night, mm-hmm. something to the effect of, well, it looks like Bancaro's still in play. And then social media blows up again, and everybody's rushing to maybe bet Bancaro, and he goes one. But kind of an interesting study on how much these markets can start to shift when people like Schefter or Wojnarowski tweet something like that on the day of the draft. It was pretty fascinating yesterday. Yeah, it was fascinating. Walsh was wrong. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I don't want to hear, you know, people saying, well, he was lied to. It do- look, look. Well, it doesn't he matter. It, out. Right. it don't matter. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. It, don't trust that guy for now on. How you get played doesn't really matter. It's just it, you're absolutely right. Like, we've seen this happen before. Like, you know, uh, Kirk Herbstreit, I think, years ago had uh, something with Michigan wrong, you know, and he's like, well, listen, that's what I was told. Well, okay, but then, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to own it afterwards, and this kind of stuff does happen. Disinformation, misinformation, whatever you want to call it, does get leaked to the media purposefully, but it's amazing how the market's going to Well, the sports affected. books aren't going to carry this uh, much longer. I mean, uh, they got ruined, a few of them, because of this uh, situation. Woj was wrong. I don't care how he got the information. Don't come on a half hour before and, you know, because people know he's wired. He's no smarter than Carm, you or the mechanic on the corner. Mm. He's wired in. They tell him stuff. But somebody apparently told him something that was wrong. And here's the deal I want to know. I mean, seriously, it was really early when he tweeted that. Uh, yeah. That, you know, so why 20, 20 hours, 15 hours before are you going to do that? Uh, and it really made things swing. So, yeah, people... Well, just like I said, no smarter than anybody else, but he's wired in like a lot of the people uh, at, at at ESPN. Period. About, yeah, about two weeks ago, you could have had Bancaro at like fifteen to one. This week, I didn't even know who the guy is. I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to be a wise guy and say I'm astute at this. Okay, I go back to the days when you knew every guy in the first round. Now you don't know the first ten. Well, is why do you think that is? Is it because they're younger and you don't see them as much in college? A lot of one and done guys. Influence. Oh, that's true. It's the European influence too. That's true. And they should they should show European basketball also, but the colleges because they don't stay a long time. Yeah, that could be. You don't get familiar. I mean, I saw Walton for four years. Right. I yeah. saw Jabbar for four years. Who was else at the time? Maravich for four years. You knew you grew with them. Those Kelvin days are Murphy. done. You, you'll never see great. You'll never see it again. Four so years again. Yeah. You see the first five guys. I knew who Ivy was. Mm-hmm. Because I was only because I'm a gambler, I knew who most of these guys are. But I mean, the way that this whole thing uh, played out, uh, I mean, the kid from Gonzaga, mm-hmm. he was supposed to go. By the way, let him let him come to my house for some Italian. So, food. Please, somebody feed him. I, I mean, my I God, mean, I'd be mean, cook for him, please. You could play hide and seek behind a pole. I, don't I mean, understand. my God, what are you going to do? Take <laughs> I over? No, he. You I know? mean, he's like seven feet tall and he's one hundred ninety-five pounds. Like it's almost physically impossible. I mean, seriously, I'm looking at him. I'm going to myself a little pasta magul. Uh, please, something. Right? Get him some sausage and peppers for crying out loud. Uh, I, I mean, get him something. Bring out the peppers and sausage. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Frank Pantani. Exactly. Please bring yeah. it out, man. Uh, I like. 
by the way, I like Jaden Ivey. I, Jayden, I do too. He ended up slipping to fifth. I, I think good the Celtics backcourt looks good. I think so. He's five to one for rookie of the year in the early odds that were posted on a lot of the books Why last not? night. Why not? I'm with you. Why not? I mean, I like, you know, look, look, the NBA draft does not have the allure in my world that it used to have. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I remember Ewing. Come on. Jordan. Sure. I these are men that were coming into the league. These guys, they none of them may make it. We have seen this already. We've seen this played out before. I'm waiting for Bagley to come through. That think that ain't gonna happen. Right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, we don't know because these guys don't get the coaching they used to get. That's why the European players have become much, much better. When I hear a European player, if if somebody told me there's a guy that's been playing pro ball in Europe since he was 15, he's 19, he's supposed to be a guy that's on the, uh, going to have a meteoric rise, or a two-year mm. guy from Michigan State, I want the European mm. guy. Yeah, the first, I want the European, I don't care. The first European Euro guy. to go, he actually plays in New Zealand, but I believe he's French, was uh, Osame Dang, I hope I'm, or Zhang, I hope I'm saying his name right. He went to the Knicks, but then the Knicks traded him, right? The Knicks had a weird night, like they... Traded for a bunch of protected picks, and I don't know what they're doing. They but don't they, know what they're doing. I don't think they there. do either. They can't get out of their own way. And he was. And, and uh, the Bulls, I mean, it's the most uneventful draft of all time, I think, isn't it? I don't know a ton about Dale and Terry. I'll be honest. He was kind of like their third option on, on what was a very good Arizona team. I mean, mm-hmm. just watching some stuff in the last 12 hours or so and reading about him a little. I do like that body type for today's NBA. This, I mean, he's got a seven-one wingspan. I love that's like Scottie Pippen kind of stuff. Which mm-hmm. the guys that can guard the perimeter yeah, with those long wingspans. I'm not going to bum wrap him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they say he's got a great motor, good attitude, and he's super. Like you love the body, six-seven with a seven-one wingspan. That works in the NBA. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I when I even first heard the name, I was like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you know There's the other no two buzz. guys on Arizona a lot more. You know, Mothran and Coloco a lot more, I feel like, than you knew, than you recognized that I mean, I think the big thing now is Irving Westbrook, what's going to happen with these guys. Yeah, I agree. Agree with you. That's going to be the talking points, Carmen. That's the story of the offseason now, probably, for the next few weeks leading into the season. And Durant, how disgusted is he to take a step back now? I agree. Yep. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk to our good buddy, Luke Pergandy. There's a couple of, there's a really interesting story about this better that hit a massive four leg parlay uh, about a year and a half ago and he's on the brink of hitting another one if the abs can close it out it's really kind of a cool story we'll talk to luke uh about that coming up here in just a few minutes jimmy miller's going to give us some ponies and we'll give you our best plays we got a ton to do so don't go anywhere folks it's mike north and carmen defalco we're rolling along we are the odds couple presented by prop swap this is the odds couple on espn 1000 chicago's home for sports this is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Oh, yeah, every week, Mike and I are with you. We are The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Find us on the ESPN Chicago app and on ESPN 1000. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And every week we talk to one of our great friends. He is one of the founding members of our presenting sponsor it's an app unlike any other where america buys and sells its sports wagers and people make money all the time by using the free app say hi to luke pergani from prop swap what's up boys what's What's up buddy luke how are you bud what'd you what'd you make mike and i talked about this um when we opened up the show and it was pretty wild yesterday watching 
you know, Woj breaks, well, not break news, but just, you know, report that it looked like it was going to be what we thought all along with Smith into Holmgren into Bancaro. And then, you know, right before the draft starts, he kind of changes the tune a little bit. Well, maybe Bancaro's still in play. He was in play. Jabari Smith was like minus 900 at certain books. So it was pretty wild last night to watch that happen. And we talked to you on the Carmen and Yurko show yesterday, and we even told people, look, like, Bancaro, when it was like plus 140, there was a two-to-one ticket. That Did somebody buy that ticket on PropSwap? Yeah. No, we we sold tons of Bancaro tickets all wow. week. Wow. Yeah, we a bunch of people made money on Thursday night. It was, it was fun to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it was so great. You know, the other interesting story, I, I know you and Michael appreciate this. This is right up our alley. Is I read this story. Dave Purdom wrote this at ESPN about this guy from, he's a tech salesman from Nashville. His name's Tanner Flynn. A couple years ago, he had... Lakers, this is 2020, he had the Lakers to win the finals, he had the Dodgers to win the World Series, he had the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, and then he needed Tampa, he needed Brady and Tampa to beat the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55, and he had one um, UFC play in this parlay. It was an $8 parlay that paid him a little over $20. $1,000. This guy, (laughs) you guys, this guy is at it again. All he needs is the Avalanche to win because he already hit Warriors, Rams, and Georgia Bulldogs. I can't win a baseball game. I know. And And this guy's rattling off winners of every league. And this one he stands to make like 36 grand, I think I read, (laughs) if the Avs hit it like have you do you ever reach out to these types of guys or do they how often do they reach out to you Luke with advice on hey I mean this guy's on the brink of it but like what is the advice and do guys like that reach out to you guys often all the time yeah I would say we get more inbound inquiries from parlays these huge cross sport parlays than we do just straight up futures because people think it's like like with a straight up future, it's like, oh, well, you just go make a bet on, you know, Tampa, which at this point makes a lot of sense. But going into the Stanley Cup, they're only like, you know, I think they're like plus 200. Mm-hmm. So it was still expensive to make a hedge bet on those single outcome futures tickets. But with parlays, it seems like people are just more like, oh, I'll just sell it on prop slots. So yeah, we get hit up all the time. You know, typically an $8 better, like, doesn't have access to 10 grand right. to make a sports bet. We get. You know, people, knuckleheads on Twitter or whatever will say, oh, no, you just ask Bank of America. Bank of America will, will lend you money for a sports bet. And I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> Financial institutions are not lending money for sports bets. No, they're not. You. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I felt good last week with the uh, with the uh, uh, PGA because, you know, I told everybody, you know, if you, if you have Fitzpatrick or a couple of those guys, get rid of them and then resell them. Mm. And I tweeted it out on PropSwap. Now, he ends up winning. But if you sold it early enough and he was in position, and I know that thing was jumping around, and I I, I still can't believe he won it. He looks like a, a guy you'd take money from on the playground, for God's sake, you know? Yeah, and, he does. I mean, <laughs> seriously, he, you smile at, he smiles at you, and the next thing you know, he's looking for his lunch money. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, yeah. the guy was fantastic. But that's the way to do it, isn't it, Luke? To sell Fitzpatrick at 40 to 1 early yeah. and then bet him again yeah i mean yeah hindsight's twenty twenty. like right. outcomes are gonna like obviously with props up like you're gonna sell winners if you use us enough we totally get that but to your point if you sold and then reinvested mm-hmm. that basically mitigates that risk you lose a little bit of money we're talking you know maybe 20 percent of your total collect amounts over bet paid 10 grand you'd still walk with eight thousand um mm-hmm. but that's 
that's the way to do it because especially in golf, hedging your golf outcomes is just super difficult. So in that situation, you've got a Fitzpatrick ticket, you got to make a hedge bet on Scheffler, you got to make a hedge bet on Della Torres. Like it starts to get complicated depending yep. on how many golfers are left on Sunday as opposed to selling it and reinvesting. That's not complicated. It takes the guesswork out of it. Are people already buying uh, NBA Rookie of the Year tickets and posting them? How long will that take? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that will be ASAP. Um, we've already saw NBA futures move last night. You know, um, the Bulls got an Arizona guy. Yeah, I, give us I, the breakdown I, um, on him. Yeah, so he was my favorite player in the postseason. Terry was. This is Jason Terry's son, obviously. Um, he was my favorite player in the postseason. He got better and better as the season went on. Um, you know, I knew Ben Matherin, also an Arizona guy. I think there were three, three Arizona guys taking the first round last night. I think yeah. Coloco went late to Toronto. He did, yeah. Um, but um, Ben Matherin was obviously the star of the show, but Terry came on really well in the tournament. Um, he's good. He's super good. He's, he can shoot. He can rebound. Uh, he's lanky. He's very tall, uh, much taller than his dad. Um so I like him. You know, is he going to come in and drop 25 this year? I doubt it, but, like, he'll be good. He continued to improve. He's young still. Um, Terry can play. Yeah, he's, he, was my, dad, he was my favorite player on that roster. If he's, if he's anything like his dad, it'll be a hell of a pick, period. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I You know, I, I guess it's easy. I, like, I wondered it this morning. I was like, oh, Terry at uh, Arizona. Is it Jason yep. Terry? But is could Jason Terry have a son that that's that old already? I'm, I didn't yeah, realize. Funny. That's crazy. I know. How, how old are we? Um, oh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's a son. Know. All right, boys. Well, uh, listen, Luke, we love you. Thank you so much. And uh, enjoy the beautiful weekend. And we'll talk to you again next week, all right? Thanks, guys. You too. See Bye. You, man. Take care. <laughs> There's our guy, Luke Pergandy. Yeah, Jason. I mean, wait a minute. I'm seeing uh, Scotty Pippen's kids playing. Scotty's son uh, did not get drafted, but no, I believe but he's, he's playing. signed somewhere. Yes, I think he signed somewhere. If I mean, I'm my God, mistaken. Jordan's kids are almost middle aged now. Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, think about it. We're getting we're getting old. Um, all right, we're looking. Charlie Blevins is saying, who's producing the show today, saying that it, that Dalen's Terry's dad is Al Ter, uh, Terry. So it's not Jason Terry, Charlie. Hold on, wrong mic, buddy. Uh, not seen any relation. <laughs> All right, it's just too easy to assume, right? I mean, like you're like, oh, and he's I'm going surprised. To... Luke, Luke automatically threw it in. Like I know, it was I thought maybe he because he's an Arizona guy. We're not taking the fall for this, even though he's our sponsor. We love him. We love Luke. Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, good, good catch. Thanks. Yeah, but and I'm telling you, everything you read and see about the kid is positive. Just like had a good motor, good attitude, and I love the the length and athleticism. I didn't know much about him because, like I said, he was probably. You know, kind of like the third choice on that very good team last year. And I don't watch a ton of Arizona basketball, but, you know, it's hard to start giving out grades no matter how well, hard you try. I don't know anything about the, the guy. The day They're, one of the draft. Yeah. Here's what I know. The Bulls are 55 to 1. Yeah, I, I, and that's probably not going to move much unless they make some sort of, like, if they get Gobert, those odds are going to go down. I mean, if if you think the Bulls are really in play and they get Rudy Gobert, buy it now and you could sell it because those odds will go down. But I don't know how much they're going to change, Mike. You're right. No. I mean, you know what? I mean, because of the East being stronger yeah. now than the West. It's yeah. a, one of the 
few times that's happened in recent years. We've got Game 5 tonight in the Stanley Cup Final. The Cup wow. will be in the building in Colorado. ABC and ESPN Plus tonight at 7. Avs a minus 186 favorite. The Lightning are plus 155. Colorado is all the way down to minus 1250 to win the series after winning Game 4 in overtime and going up 3-1. Uh, the total is 6. Mm. Three of the four games have gone under. Game four did not, but still five goals. There's just so much firepower everywhere. Uh, what's impressive to me is how well the Avs have played at home all year. You know, they have the advantage a lot of times of playing in that thin air. And now it's a pretty quick turnaround from game four to game five. Tampa's really beat up. But uh, the Avs are 7-2 and two straight up in Denver this postseason. And including the playoffs, the Avs are a very impressive 39-7-4 at home this year. So You don't even have to bet impressive. this. It's going to be fun to watch because yeah. you got, I mean, even uh, in uh, the worst of tragedies, I mean, Custer. I mean, uh, you know, he, he he went down. They died with their boots on. They fought. That's what Tampa Bay is going to try to do. Yeah. But it looks like the odds are stacked against Colorado. So what good. What a heck of a – oh, They're so good. So good. Heck of a team, and uh, maybe it's time for their run. But you can't ever count out, like we always say, it's an old cliche, the heart of a champ. Yep, the, the two-time defending champs. They, yes. They've been hard to put away. So Mike's absolutely right. That should be a fun game five tonight. Game four was great. The series has been good. These two teams are quite excellent. When we come back, we got a lot of baseball to talk Talk about we'll talk Sox, Cubs, the Yankees are. I mean, what a story the New York Yankees have been. I got a little message for them. Okay, good. I can't wait for this. Mike's going to give us the message <laughs> to the Yankees, and Mike's seen all the great Yankee teams going back many, many Man. years. This team is something. We'll talk about what they did last night. Uh, the winning streak they're on in the Bronx right now. It is incredible. Some future stuff for baseball and our best plays in Jim Miller with ponies a little bit later. So we got more to do. We're having fun. We're cruising along. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Every week we do it for you. We're presented by PropSwap. We are The Odds Couple. We're a Chicago-centric show. But uh, the Cubs are largely unwatchable at this point. The White Sox are struggling, and they're frustrating. I mean, they're playing the Orioles. Oh, they should mop up on the Orioles. The Orioles have one fewer win than the White Sox. That you might are... be an overplay for me next year, whatever Baltimore's at. You I got to stop and interesting. Look. I like it. Well, they're in the uh, tough division, but I hate that division. I hate everything about that division I mean, right Mike, now. the Yankees, it's like, you know. Why... They're killing me. The, the Yankees, oh, my God. They are 52-18. and 18. They rallied from three down to score four oh. in the ninth last night and beat a very good Astros team. They have won 15 straight home games. They're, I'll say it again. They're 52-18. and 18. I'm I'm thrilled for them. I don't like what they did to my Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, my God, I got I'm 37 and 32 with Tampa Bay. We were sailing. I know. And then I mean, Boston. Here, you wanted a word? Hey, look, I don't mind by uh, betting the totals. Me and B are having a good time. Right. Uh, but Boston's won 16 of their last 20. I know. And I, know. I got the uh, under 85. And I'm well, praying to God. I'm on my knees. I'm crawling. I got a bowl of pasta in my <laughs> head. I'm looking up. I'm crying. Tears are in my eyes. I mean, they can't lose right the, now. What's going on? And Mike, didn't they just sweep Detroit, which was good for you in a way because you it got the was, Detroit under total. But they're buried already like yeah, the Cubs. I have true. Cubs over. That's done. But I have Detroit under. They're 
That's great. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now it's between Tampa Bay getting to 90 and a half or not, and, and Boston getting under 85. Look, would somebody please tell them to quit playing Cincinnati and Baltimore and the Cubs? Let's get to the meat of the order. I think Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, July is going to be. Oh my God! And the Yankees—it's oh. all divisional play. Yeah, uh, that's and that that division is brutally tough. Uh, the Yankees tonight are about a minus one thirty favorite in the Bronx. It's listen to this matchup for tonight: it's Severino versus Verlander. Now the White Sox were really the only team to kind of knock Verlander around last weekend in his last start. Uh, he's got the decent career numbers. That's all I'll say. He's about decent. I think it's like 10, 11 career starts in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. He's pitched to a, an ERA of about four, seven and eight record. I think it is. Um, um, and it's got to be more than 10 career starts. And I can't remember how many starts it was, maybe 20 career starts. But, uh, you know, like the Yanks are to be a minus 130 favorite against Verlander. You know, I part of me, they're going to lose so at some good. point at home, aren't First they? First of all, I'm hearing about Otani. Look, I have all the respect in the world for the young man. Okay. You're hitting 260. He's I know, so but good. you hit home runs and you pitch and you do it all. But Aaron Judge is on a pace to hit 63 home runs. I know. And the Yankees are winning. And at some point, look, I was there when Dawson uh, was with the Cubs and won MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otani is a top three player in baseball, at least a top three attraction. Okay? But Aaron Judge, if he at leads this team uh, yeah. with those numbers, he's your MVP, folks. Plus, it's New York. Um, the betting, Absolutely. The betting market is in perfect line with you. Aaron Judge is now a minus 115 favorite. How can you not vote for him? The MVP award, yeah. I, I love Otani. Look, I love everything about him. But look, him and Trout, they can't do they, it on their own, apparently. They can't uh, wield this team. I mean, every time they play, they do the best they can. They just don't have enough they, around them. They don't. They're both incredible. Yeah, And they're having amazing seasons, and they're going to miss the playoffs again. I mean, like the waste. I mean, can you give them the MVP? I mean, look at, I mean, one without the other even makes I, the team worse. If I had to vote right now, I'm voting for Judge. I mean, I if, this, if this goes the way it's going, I mean, he's. You can't been, ignore that. You cannot. I and agree. like I've told Carmen, look, the Yankees 90s team, the 2019, they're pimples compared yeah. to this team. I know they're going to hit some rough patches, but Tampa Bay's a good baseball team. Very And good. they were winning the other night. And they came back. The Yankees have had like 16 come from behind victories. It's incredible. They come up yesterday, like Carmen said. You know They can win close games. They can win blowouts. They can rally. They can pitch. Their starting pitching has been fabulous. I mean, they're just... Uh, you know, I like the Cubs' young pitchers. I like Thompson. I like Steele. I, I just think they, they're a year or two away. Yeah. I, I don't have nothing against them. Uh, Hendricks is gone. I mean, really, I mean, he's in, down now. I mean... He's he's meeting my opinion. Yeah. Um, the Cubs just don't have a representable team, and the White Sox, the injury thing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, Danny Mendick, who's having the best year that of his was career, terrible. it's terrible, Mike. I mean, he's earned the outfielder. Time. I don't care. He's new. You have to call him off the ball. I got to, and I, I, I mean, imagining he was, it's just you got three guys going Nobody for the heard ball. Anything. Nobody, I know, and it's and terrible. And that's a shame. Now, and, and you know what? We got all these injuries. Garcia's playing center. Yeah, I mean, and know, he made an error last night. Of course. He's Ugh. not good enough to be an everyday player. He's no. good enough to be a glove at utility positions. He's forced to be a starter. I, I don't think La Russa had plans to play him. No. And Steve Stone, let me give credit, because Stoney and I have had our ups and downs over 30 years. But I'll give him credit. 
calling out the fact that that kid isn't hustling. Yeah. I mean, Mankata is, is brittle. They're I mean, all brittle, know, it looks like. I mean, Robert absolutely. again with the legs and, you know. They're afraid to let Eloy uh, run to second. I know. It's crazy. In the minor leagues. Can you believe this? I mean, I, I couldn't believe this uh, this morning. You don't morning. stretch. Look, look. Take it from me, folks. I, I could still walk without a limp. I never stretch. You run. Run, shag balls in the outfield. Run, run the bases. Play running bases. Quit, yeah. quit justifying twelve-man training staffs. They all and, have and making them all tight. Yeah, they all have Look, leg soreness. All like, that's, it's is, crazy. Is, like, are they just doing squats after know. every game? I don't know. The thing with the rubber band, I'd get rid of that. I'd have them play running bases, take ground like balls, shag fly balls. The, the bands, all they do is stretch their tendons and then they pull their hamstrings. I'll it's give crazy. everybody an idea. Mike <laughs> Schmidt weighed 195. And he was awesome. He hit 500 and up. Moncada weighs 225. And when he gets out of bed, he turns his ankle. <laughs> Enough. And Schmidt's the best third baseman I've ever seen in I my mean, life. All these, I mean, all these. Ernie Banks weighed 180 pounds and hit wet. 500 home runs. I know. Hank Aaron, 185. Roberto Clemente, 190. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody? Everybody's 230. I don't know. Muscular, I know. The White Flexibility. Sox. Flexibility. Don Kessinger was flexible. I love it. Friends. The White Sox are a minus 165 <laughs> favorite tonight as Kopech goes to the bump. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, the Orioles are an MLB best, everybody. They're not a walk in the park. They're not. Listen to this. They're, they've got the best I'm run line record in baseball. The Orioles are 44 and 27 on the run line this season. So on the run line tonight, wow. they're minus 136 plus the run and a half. Hopefully the White Sox find a way to bounce back. They Hopefully Roberts win. back in the lineup. Yeah, you you, you, you got to. And you got the Guardians and, and the Twins still atop the division. Uh, the, the Guardians are like plus 250 to they win the division. They don't lose either. They've played great. They've won seven straight series, Mike. Seven straight they're and whole, name five players on their team. And by the way, they play Jose in front Ramirez of only, is awesome. Of course, he has great signing. Uh, they play in front of only 14,000 people at home. Which is sad. Uh, it is sad. I mean, you know, and, and, and the bottom line is they got a great manager. We talked about it. But, I mean, that's why there's still hope for the Sox. <laughs> when they get healthy, they can't stay healthy. And, and, and you know what? Like, I, I got to give Fred Hubner credit. I, I mean, Cal Ripken had all those consecutive games, and Timmy Anderson can't play three games in a row. It's, I know. It's brutal. Uh, so the big uh, baseball story, or one of the big baseball uh, stories, we've talked about a few of them. The Yankees are one of them. Absolutely. Um, Freddie Freeman is back in Atlanta. The Dodgers wow. are on a road trip. They just swept the Reds in Cincinnati. They're in Atlanta tonight. The Dodgers are a minus-131 favorite. With uh, They've got Urias on the hill tonight against Ian Anderson. The Braves are plus-110. Freddie Freeman back in Atlanta. He's plus-450 to hit a home run tonight. So maybe sprinkle a little I, on that if you think he's going to go back and put I'm on a show. I'm sorry he left Atlanta, fans. to be honest, but it's his deal. He lived, I guess I don't know if he's from California. I have no idea where he's from. I don't know where Freddie Freeman's I'm, from. You know what? I love the fact that you know he went and they got a world championship and you know got paid you know i mean he got paid Freddie, but I, got, I wish he would have stayed with atlanta i always thought Freddie grew, was, he he did grow up in orange california yeah, mike there so you go. there you go yeah i figured something like yep. that he wanted to go home and you know what i'll be honest with you if i played for 3 4 years with the team and uh one of the chicago teams wanted to pay me 
Yeah. It would be hard. Yeah. It would be hard to stay away. Mike, these these good franchises, though, yeah. look, what, look what they do. Atlanta's won. You know Atlanta's 18-3 and three this month? They don't miss I mean, them. They, they, it's incredible. They don't miss them. These franchises I, like Atlanta, like Tampa, um, even Oakland. I mean, Oakland's down now, but they're reset. they have to reset it every five years or so. I mean, I keep so. hearing in- I can't believe Boston got rid, rid of Mookie Betts, Either and all I, I keep seeing is Boston winning. I can't, but that's They've still. They've won 16 uh, out of 20. That one I'll never, that one I'll never understand. Well, I understand that, but you know what? I just think that some of these teams, you know, this rebuild with the Cubs thing again, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. We yeah. should never be in this position with the second or third market right. in the game. Twice, I mean, seriously, twice the Cubs in a decade. are a freak show. Yeah. Cubs, by the way, tonight, they're in St. Louis. Mike had brought up uh, Kyle Hendricks. I'll just give everybody oh. a quick stat on Hendricks. If you're thinking about the game, Cardinals are and a I minus. Like them. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's an easy guy to like, to be honest. I'm not yeah. even a Cub fan. I like him. Come on. Cardinals are a minus 160 favorite tonight. Cubs plus 135. Hendricks has an ERA near six on the road this season. Wow. But I will say this. He's always been good in that stadium. Five and one lifetime in St. Louis with a 274 ERA. So uh, the, 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 the Cubs bullpen and just their pitching in general, though, uh, brutal, Mike. They're allowing 7.3 runs per game this month. They're just 6-15 and 15 in June. They're, they're unwatchable. We talked about the Yankees. Okay. They got like a, what, a, how much of a lead in the East? Right They've now? got about a, you, do you realize, well, do you realize that the Toronto Blue Jays are 11 to one to win the world series and they're 10 to one to win their division? Okay. Let the, let that sink in for a minute, everybody. Let they're up by 12 and a half you, games, Mike. Would you take the Yankees right now to win the division at minus 1200? Or do you? Uh, or, 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 or I mean, taking a chance because look, stranger things have happened. It's so much here. money. It's so it's much money I mean, to you lay. Bet, I mean, to win a hundred bucks, would you bet twelve hundred to win a hundred when they got this type of lead? I don't think so. Because I go back to the days in August when they had a when Boston had a thirteen game lead and it was gone in right, no time. Exactly. So I, I would probably say no, but I'm telling you, the cra- I'm serious. The, I'd probably say no right now too. The craziest thing I've it's ever seen. It's only going to get higher though if they keep winning. It is. The Blue Jays are eleven to one to win the World Series. They're ten to one to win their division. It's incredible. Hey, I still got hope that Boston's going to play the Tampa Bay, Toronto, and the Yankees in July and get their brains beat. Unbe- yeah, it's true. It's unbelievable, you know? man. That division, wow. That division's one of the toughest divisions in baseball history. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yep. Even Baltimore, we talked about it at thirty two and, and thirty nine. All right, when we come back, some ponies from Jim Miller, and then our best plays. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming back. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Well, people have been waiting for this because he went 3-0 last week. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we talked to our... Our good buddy from Hawthorne each and every week. He's one of the best handicappers in the country. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. He's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Three and That a boy, Jimmy. Boys, I know someone's listening when I was at a Home Depot last week, and somebody out of the blue, I hear, Jimmy! Oh. So that means somebody must have had a good week. And it was funny, it was somebody I didn't know either, which made it even more. What a week you had. What a week. Incredible week. Nicely done. We've got, what, one more weekend at Hawthorne here for the Thoroughbreds, and then the quick turnaround happens. And going into the holiday weekend, you guys will be running the harnesses. Is that right? Yeah, we're the only oh, track yeah. left in the United States that does a track conversion from thoroughbred to harness. We're doing it four times this year, but I'll tell you, 
They're doing it in 72 hours. We get done with thoroughbred racing on Saturday. Harness racing starts Thursday. So, yeah, we want to take advantage of the holiday weekend. We want to take advantage of getting as many racing days here as possible. So it's going to be quick. It's going to be a lot of man hours, but we're doing it, and, and we've become experts at it. So I have no concerns at all you that we'll what? be ready to roll on Thursday. I'm sort of surprised that you're that Hawthorne is the only track that does that because yeah. you get more dates. Why but is, is it, it regulation? Yeah, what is that? That's a good what, question. Why wouldn't more tracks do that? What's crazy is just about keeping the industry alive in the state, guys. Think about it. 15 years ago, there were five racetracks in northern Illinois. So you had harness-specific tracks and thoroughbred-specific tracks. You don't anymore. There's only Hawthorne. So we have to carry both breeds right now. And what you've seen across the country, there were a few tracks that used to try doing that. And now they've determined, okay, we're either a thoroughbred racetrack or we're a standardbred racetrack. Well, here, we don't really have that option right now. So because of that, we do the conversion. Fortunately, we have a limestone base underneath our dirt uh, thoroughbred track, and that's what makes it very easy to do for the conversion. But it is something where, uh, yeah, we're the one, only ones left in the U.S. Yeah. that do it. Do they uh, work 24 hours, like weather permitting, to, to get that conversion done in such a short uh, period of time? Do they work all through the night, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll tell you this. Our last race is going to go about 7 o'clock on Sunday. By about 7.05, you're going to have the grader out there starting to pull dirt off the racetrack. Wow. So that's how quickly it'll be. But you think about it, we have a turf course here. Well, we have two turf rails that have to come out. We have an entire dirt rail that has to come out. All the dirt on the main track, there's eight inches thick of dirt on the main track around a mile oval. Mm. That all has to come off, too. And then we lay the limestone down. So it is. It's a big overtaking. But I'll tell you, a lot of people are involved. And they've gotten very efficient by doing it. But, yeah, we'll go in, in eight-hour shifts and just work around the clock. Awesome. All right. Uh, we got some ponies then for this weekend that we could still play? Of course, home cooking, guys. Let's do it. a good weekend mm-hmm. last weekend. Let's do it again this weekend. So three horses at Hawthorne on Saturday. Bet them all across the board. Race four, bet the two. Can it happen across the board? This is a speed horse that could wire the field. Race six, our stakes race. Bet the one, two Emmys across the board. And then race nine, bet the six. Go, Maddie, go across the board. First time trying allowance company, but should be tough. All right, all three races Saturday at Hawthorne, folks. Bet them all across the board to win, place, and shows so a two dollar bet will cost you six bucks five dollar bet will cost you 15 and so on race four the two horse across the board race six that's the stakes race the one horse and race nine the six horse is that right jimmy that's right and then we'll get harness action coming at you next weekend guys sounds good thanks jim you got it guys good luck jimmy there's our guy, Jim Miller. You know what? I mean, Jimmy's one of the best. 3-0, and just play those picks. Listen to our podcast, folks, because you can't go wrong. Hey, real quick, Carm. Yes, sir. I wanted to bring up the live. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn- uh, is everybody apologizing to these guys now because the PGA jacked all the money up for all their ter- major <laughs> tournaments? You know? I-, I mean, you know, I know that they've been, like, outcast, sort of. But you know what? I think that now... Uh, here, here's what I think they did wrong. You know what I think they did wrong? Hmm. Greg Norman did wrong. They didn't want to hurt the tour completely. When the AFL was formed, they didn't say, let's play three downs <laughs> and 110 yards like Canada. They said, let's go out and get the NFL and try to play their game. And I don't understand the 54-hole thing. They should have played 72 holes, and they should have, like, a four majors, like, called the uh, Majestics. The four Majestics. Mm. Tell, and, and if you really want to be a tour, you got to play exactly like that tour, attract names like they're doing. And I think, you know what? 
I don't think it, my people think it's such a bad thing now, especially since the PGA has raised all the all the money. I think they wanted to, I guess, go for something a little different, and that's why they've the wow. format. You know, they they do a shotgun start. Yeah, and they don't you have know, a, a no cut deal. No, yeah, so everybody makes the cut. Everybody see, but a I check. think you got to play the PGA's game. Interesting, but I don't know hmm. how they want to do it. But but to me. They're playing under different rules. I don't think I haven't heard a lot of buzz about it, and uh, you know the PGA was king again. Like I said, and, sure. and God bless that kid for winning. What a golfer! Yeah, what he's clutch. good. He really is. Really good. He's good. Uh, all right. So, what are we thinking for best plays for this weekend, my man? Well, you know I'm going to be on. We're going to get this thing up as soon as possible. Oh yeah. Understand? So I'll be on with the uh, Carmen Yorko one uh, forty-eight today. So I have a couple more picks for people. I only got one right now. And it is, uh, for me, uh, as I look at it, it's Kansas City. And and Kansas City is favored against Oakland. Now, these are two bad baseball teams, folks. Believe mm. me what I tell yeah. you. This. Oakland is uh, 23 and 48. And believe me, I watch a lot of bad baseball. And Kansas City, 25 and 43. I mean, people were calling them AAA the other night because Otani beat them, but they said, well, look who they beat. Hey, he's doing good. Give him all the credit in the world. But Granky's going with a 5.05 ERA. He's done, basically. Zero and four. He's a tomato can. Cole Irvin, mm-hmm. two and four, 3.14. But take Kansas City, Granky. Maybe go six innings, may get his first win of the year, my friend. I love it. All right, so we'll play that. And yep. uh, we talked a little bit about Freddie Freeman going back to Atlanta. Yes. Um, I like the Braves a little tonight. They're plus 115 with Anderson on the bump at home against mm-hmm. Urias. Dodgers coming off that sweep. Uh, Motivation. But, yeah, you know, I think the Braves will be. They're I think good. Freeman's motivated, but I think they will be too. And they are good. They're really playing well. They're 18-3 and three this month. So, as a small favorite at home where you can collect $1.15 on every dollar you bet, I'll take the Braves on the money line tonight plus 115 against the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, and that's the only one I got. Now, you got anything else? That's really it for me. I tell you, I'll give you one slight lean maybe. How about that? Because there was another. There was I another, love leans. Yeah, we'll get, I'll give you one lean. Mets Marlins. We're going to stay in the um, in the NL East here. So a great pitching matchup: Taiwan Walker versus Sandy Alcantara, who's the favorite in the National League right to win now, the Cy yeah. Young. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. he's pitching to an ERA at home this year of one point three six. The average number of total runs scored in his starts, and there's been seven of them in Miami, is just six. The total seven. So I, I'll go ahead and give a slight lean towards the under with those two great pitchers on the bump. You don't have much room for error, but. He's pitched so brilliantly at home, and Walker's pitched pretty well um, as well, and the Mets are very good. So slightly into the under there, but I really like the Braves on the money line. Tonight. I think that's a great call. Now, let me just say this, too. I mean, you know what? Uh, Michael Kopech, come on. Come yeah, on let's now. go, Mike. I agree with you. I mean, you know what? I mean, you got a 2.38 ERA. You're going that's against, against a guy named Austin Bopp with an 8.38. Let's go. So go get him tonight because, you know what, we got to start We got to start salvaging some games. I don't care how good Baltimore and Proof they are. This is a winnable. You're at home. I'm let's get you. to work. I'm with you. Great stuff. Amen. Thanks to Charlie Blevins for Charlie! helping us out today. Charlie, great work. Uh, Randy will be back next week. Tyler. Everybody and, and Tyler, absolutely. Tyler Aki, thank you. Have a great weekend. Uh, Mike, you have a good weekend. Happy wagering, and we'll see everybody next week, all right? So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.